let's start for this recording again. Okay, we're continuing the Arucha Shirim, take two. Um, and we're talking about corporations and partnerships. Okay, so let's start on page 16. Page 16 is from a... Uh, a... Um, a Chaveres, a Yarchon, which is a... Uh, what do you call those things? A... Um, I forgot the word I'm looking for. Um, that's called Noam. Um, which was printed in the, in the this one was printed in Tavshin Chaf in 1960. Periodical was the word I was looking for. Periodicals. So this was written by someone named Rav Yitzhak Wasserman. I don't know who he is, or he was, I assume, if he wrote in Tavshin Chaf. I'm assuming he's not alive anymore. Um, so he's, he's handling the concept of corporations. And it's, the way he's handling it is in, re, in relation to Ribis. And I'll explain to you why. Corporations don't have a lot of chayshin mishpat ramifications. And the reason is because when it comes to monetary chayshin mishpat, anyone can make any type of conditions of how you want the partnership to work. So it's more about who has, a, who has responsibility. A corporation, the basic idea is, is an entity unto itself, no personal responsibility for shareholders. So the question is, does halacha... Does halacha um, recognize such a, a concept? In other words, if, if 10 people own shares in a company, are they partners in the company? But they have no personal responsibility. If the company goes under, no one could sue them. So that's the concept of corporation in secular law, is to protect the individual. So basically, it's its own entity called the corporation. There are people who have decision-making things in there, but they're not, it's not them. So does halacha recognize that as an entity? So that's what I'm saying. So in Chayshin Mishbad, it doesn't really make a difference because even if we're partners, we could set up partnerships, even if in halacha we're not its independent entity. We're a bunch of different partners, but we can make any conditions we want, right? Dover Shema The real question of corporations is more in Isr Vaheter, Hilchus Ribis, for example. If there's no Malvin, there's no Leiva, because there's, it's an entity, is that Ribis. Chametz on Pesach. If I own shares in a place of Chametz on Pesach, am I a partner in that? Or is it its own entity? So that's where it really makes a difference, where we don't have the right to make up our own rules. And we get together, we make a partnership, make our own rules. Whatever the rules are, we all agree to it. That's binding. In Isr Vahetar, it's not up to us. It's up to what the Torah recognizes. So we have to figure out in Halacha if there's a concept of a corporation or not. And if there is, so then it'll have ramifications in Isr Vahetar one way. If not, then we're just a bunch of partners together. It'll have its own ramifications. So that's really why corporations, although you think it's a Chayshin Mishbat issue, it doesn't have many ramifications of Chayshin Mishbat. So Rebitzik Wasserman is talking about ribis with banks. Ribbis with banks. So, um, if you go to the... We're not going to go through the whole thing, obviously. He brings the Marshag, and we come across the Marshag again. Um, and the Marshag holds that you're allowed to lend with Ribbis to a bank. You're not allowed to borrow from a bank, but you can lend to a bank. Um, and if you go to the second paragraph, where it's just a line there, Uve Muktam, and before we go into it, says this Rav Wasserman, Chayvas Habiru Begidre Habaylo Shobain Kaychevra Shehu Beiravon Migbal. That's what that, that Ayin Mem stands for, which means limited liability. Eiravon is like, uh, 
an Arev, you're a guarantor, and Mugbal means it's limited. So limited liability, that's what Bayes I and Mem always stands for. So he says we have to understand what is a bank or any type of corporation that's limited liability. So we're going to skip around here. We're going to go to the next area. Baruhu, Deinshum Efsharas Lechadish Gidre Bailush Loimatsino Bishas. So he takes it as a given. You cannot be Mechadish new types of owners that we don't find in the Gemara. We, don't, we have certain things. There's a concept of a Shutzvin, there's a concept of an owner. What about Dina de Malchus, the law of the land? The law of the land also cannot create new types of get gedarim in the Torah. All they could do is grakli All Dina de Malchus Dina could do is if we have already concepts, you could fit in the laws into those concepts. But he can't make up new concepts. Um, now skip down a few lines, uh, one, two, three, four, five lines, to the end of the line says, Those who want to be Mechadish, these corporations, who min bailus chadosha, it's a new type of ownership, it's a bailus v'loi bailus, you're an owner but you're not an owner, right? I'm a shareholder but I'm not an owner, you got to prove that. Prove, find me a Gemara, find me a concept in Allah. And he writes, The fact that you don't find anything not like that in Shas, I'm sorry, the fact, that we, the fact that we don't find such a thing in the Gemara, he says, gives us, um, no, I'm sorry, how is he saying it? The lack of finding it doesn't give us place to be mistopic. In other words, you might say the fact that it doesn't say it in the Gemara, but I could at least think maybe it's true. No, that's the, it doesn't, just because it's not there, it doesn't give you a right to say, well, maybe it is true. You have to find me a, 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 a you have to find me a proof. So therefore he holds corporations as regular partnership. Uh, so if, if you were able to under the shares of companies, you know, so really they're, they're all a partner's Insane corporation, it's not like you're having a partnership with, with one person against another person, but it's like many, many Correct, many partners, right. So, why is your question like that's in the law? That's what the law you own shares in a company, but the why? Why not? Aren't you the owner of the company? No, the company is an entity unto itself that has shareholders in it. That's like it's a bylaws for loy bylaws. You're investing in that company. You you sort of have a chalik in it. You might be able to vote for a couple things, but you're not really the owner of the company, right? And nobody's really the owner. The company is an entity unto itself. Right? That's what a corporation is, right? And that the, the reason is because then it gives everyone protection. Right, because I don't own the company, so don't take my house if it goes under. The corporation has no money. We're all done. I were all shareholders in the corporation. Okay, only regarding what we have there, right? So that it's a very it's 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 uh, so that's what he says. He says a regular shutzvus. And if you skip uh, not to the next paragraph, the the paragraph after that, elaborer if you own monios or shares of one of these corporations, you're a regular owner, you're a regular partner in anything. 
It's a partnership that has its own rules to it. You can't just back out. You have to get permission from everyone. Skip the parentheses. How you make decisions. We decided it'll go with majority. Those are all the rules of the corporation are just rules in a partnership. So therefore, all the dinim apply. Uh, if you're not allowed to lend beribis, so finish. A poor corporation can't lend beribis either because you're a Jewish owner lending beribis. It's not the corporation. It's you. That's how Rabbi Yitzhak Wasserman, he, this is his school of thought. Now let's go to the next page. And this is from someone else called Chuvas Yad Shol, Reb Shol Weingart. Rabbi Shaul Weingart, I looked it up, it's a fascinating story who he was. Um, he was Nifter very young and they wrote a, a Sefer Zikar and they have this chuva from him in there. Basically, just, you know, I'm a historical guy a little bit. So basically, he, he, he was from Poland, Chesidische family, but his mother was a German, was a Yeke. So his, his father was Chesidish and, and they're Polish and uh, he was, his father wanted him to go to Chachmei Lublin. And Romero Shapiro even gave him a bechin and he was a major Eloy and he wanted to take him right away. And his mother didn't want it because he's not going to have a secular education. And she was from Germany. So she wrote a letter to the Sri Day Aish, Rev Weinberg, who was the head of the Hildesheimer Seminary, this is before the war, uh, Hildesheimer Seminary, which was Tyrim Darcheret, begging him to take her son. And I think they even met, maybe. And she was crying, take my son. He says, I can't take your son. You don't understand. He's a Polish Jew. He's going to come here to, to, to Berlin and, and go. It's, it's like this is a cold place for him. He's not going to be able to, to handle the whole Judaism over here. We in, he writes, we in Germany are really Kaltiyidin. You know what I mean? We can handle it. And then it was back and forth. And she says, no, my father even agrees. It was a whole thing. He ended up there at Talmud Sri Dayesh. I think he went through the war. I didn't read this long. The Sri Dayesh himself wrote this Zikaran for him after he was Nifter as his Talmud. And he went through the war, and then after the war, he was a rebbe somewhere. So he was a brilliant, brilliant fellow. He was a rabbi doctor, actually, because he got a doctorate from that seminary. But it's interesting. And she says, she wrote, Chassidim are not really against secular knowledge, they're just afraid of it. So she wants to prove that you could be from and still have secular knowledge, you know what I mean? And show all the Chassidim through her, she's going to prove it, you know? And then he says, what about your husband? He's masking to this? And then, yeah, he is masking. I don't know, it sounds like a real, you know, very interesting, uh, just that part of it was very interesting to me, you know? <laughs> so anyway, so this from Shaul Weingart over here, um, if we start at the top by this paragraph, Volcano of Ivanasa, we got to uh, um, dissect exactly what's the essence of this corporation. Um, now, let's skip down a few lines. One, two, three, four lines. At the end of the line, the word Ella. He says, let's say someone has a claim against the corporation. The corporation has no money. He can't call all the shareholders to court. The most he could take is he could take what belongs to the corporation. Right? The shares will go down when this guy forecloses on the corporation, and that's how the shareholders will lose their money, but he can't really call the shareholders to court and say, pay me. 
You can't call the shareholder and say, give me your personal wealth, right? So he says like this, all these differences in between a corporation and regular shutzvim, this is the gather. The shareholders are not individual owners, they're not a connected to the owners of the shares. Now, um, he tries to bring a raya from somewhere to this concept. Let's skip down a few more lines. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines. Right in the beginning of the line, it's like indented a little bit. Was there such, right? That's what Rabbi Sagwasserman said. You got to find the Brian Shas. Was this Musag known to Chazal? So he says, I saw a tshuva from a friend of mine that brought from somewhere else. So he's bringing a new idea in here. There's a concept of a tzibur and there's a concept of a shutzvis. Shutzvis are partners. A tzibur is an entity unto itself. For example, a shutzvim cannot bring a carbon mincha. A tzibur could bring a carbon mincha. Because a tzibur is not a partnership. A tzibur is an entity of many people together under one umbrella. They're not a bunch of partners. A mincha shutzvin is no good. A mincha tzibur is good. So he says, you see, there is already such a concept in halakha that many people together are not automatically shutzvin. They could be called an entity called a tzibur, a congregation, right? So perhaps he brings, he says, the Chuvas Rajba talks about like that. He says, I don't have these svarim, I can't look at them. Um, if you turn the page, if you turn the page, he continues going back and forth in this shrine being rayas. Um, he says like this, Baram, in the paragraph, the, the first paragraph there, Baram, He says, now he goes the opposite, even though I can't, let's say I can't find the riot from Shas, but logically I must make some difference between a corporation and partners. He says, Let's say I have some type of chalik in the in the in the dollar bills of the of the government bank. So the bank is busy making money um, through chametz and all types of things. in communist countries. Socialist countries. Everybody owns everything, right? Mm-hmm. So now everything's also, I can't do anything because I'm a partner where we're, it's a shared, shared partnership. Anything that's government, that's municipal, we all have a chalik in. It says when you have paper money, it's really just showing that you have a chalik in something. What happens if the government does business on Pesach with Chomets? Are you going to say, what? Okay, so now you can't use your money? 
because your money is backed up by, by gold sufficiently, and they use that gold for... It's, it's, it's too much to say it's a simple shutvis. That's what he says. He says, So corporations could be the same. So he's coming from the exact opposite. And the reason... I'm even addressing, again, I don't know who these people are. Again, they're nice, they're cautious they're, they're people. But as we're going to see in a moment, the Shevet Alevi or Rav Osner and Rav Moshe, I don't think either of these Tami the Chachamim are on that level. But uh, the reason I'm bringing them here is because they're both trying to flesh out the, the, what's going on here. And they're coming from different worlds. Rabbi Tzegwasserman is coming and saying, you've got to prove to me. If you don't find it, it's finished. And he's saying the exact opposite. And he's saying, first of all, okay. Maybe you find, maybe you don't find. He says, but logically, it just doesn't work to say that they're shutzfin. It just makes too many problems, which seems to be EF sure. Okay, let's look on page 19. More classic Mar uh, Makaimis. Now, there's, there's, there's uh, dozens of more Mar Makaimis about this. And again, it's only recent, uh, a couple hundred years maybe, the, corpor- the concept of corporation exists. Maybe not even that long. I don't even know how long it is. He said a couple hundred years. So, so there's literature. Not we don't have Rishayim on this. You know what I mean? Very little, at least. Okay, let's look at the Shevet Levi in the top there. Top right. V'gam poshet be'inai shechevrosh and isyaser adai meishu yochid ayrabim v'uamashkiak sofim v'arevach shayech lo. If you make a corporation and you invest money and you get the profits, oy lekama shutvim or for many people. Even though in secular law it's a different guf, it's a different entity compared to the actual owners. So it means to say there's no real owner because who's the corporation is not a person, it's an entity unto itself. So Ravaz is the you're the one who invested. And that investment will either make profit or lose. Right? The shareholders could buy and sell as they like. If it looks like a shutzvis, it acts like a shutzvis, it is a shutzvis. That's what he says. You invest money, you can make money, you can lose the money, you can buy, you can sell. You're a partner. So in secular law, they made this corporation to protect you. That, the entire we don't have that. So that's Rav Osner. That's Rav Osner holds. We turn the page. We have a famous shuva from Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe finds his Zechariah Lebrach and Igris Moshe. On the bottom there, on the right side. Uvedavar likach shares me companies sh'oysim elochu mischar b'shabbos. You own shares in companies, they do business on Shabbos. So Ramesh says, it seems that nobody cares about it, and everybody buy, com- buy shares and companies, and it seems the minig is leheter, that it's okay. So Ramesh has a very interesting chiddish, and it's a little, it's a hard, little hard to understand in Svara. This is what he says. He says, if you buy shares, and it's only a small amount of the entire business, you don't really even have a, a day and what to do. And even though they send you that thing in the mail, you know, a couple times a year and vote, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything, right? Because your vote makes no difference. You, you own how many, a very minute amount of shares. Um, a partner has some type of day. Even a small partner has some type of 
opinion in how to run things. That's what a shutav is. We're partners, some bigger, some smaller, but we all have money here. But here, when you own shares, you have no daya. It's interesting, Svara. I don't even want to be a bailim. You buy shares and you buy stock in a company, you're not interested in running the company. You're not interested in getting involved in the halach yelich. You just want them to make money for you, right? I don't even want to own any of the merchandise. I just want to own profits and losses. I want to be involved in that part. According to what I bought, how much money I should make or lose. He says, What are you buying? You're buying the opportunity to gain or to lose? That's a We know that, right? So if you're not buying something tangible, you're buying uh, some imaginable share that, for what purpose? I'm not buying the merchandise. I'm not buying the, the, the iPhones if I, own, if I own shares in Apple. I, I, I'm somehow getting myself a right by giving them money, right, that I can lose or make money. So Ramayusha says that that's, uh, that's not a Kenyan in what's it called, only Medina Medina, and therefore you don't have a, a what's it called, you don't have a, uh, a Shutzvis. Now, he continues a few, um, um, a few more lines. Um... And if you go down, Mamish, like to four lines from the end of the tshuva, Avol, in the middle of the line there, he said, this is where he says, interesting, Chedesh, Avol v'adai liknois mida meruva kol kach, achi eschashvu bedaitoi yesh lasser. What if you own so much that they're actually going to listen to you? You own so many shares that you're part of one of the majority holders. So now you have a daya. So that he says, that you should be, should be usser. Um, but whenever you have a partnership with a guy, you know, Cheshabbos and Reish Mem Ches, Reish Mem Hei, it should be, I think, a um, partnership with a guy, so then you have to make, at the outside of the partnership, you have to make Tznoim about Shabbos all belongs to the guy and, 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 and what's it called belongs to the Jew. So Ramesh is saying, if you buy shares and you're buying into the partnership and you didn't make those Tznoim before you started and you're a majority holder, so then you have a problem. Now it's a little hard to understand because, as Ramesh has said before, if you're really a Shutuf, it doesn't make a difference how much you own, right? Even a small Shutuf in a partnership um, is is an owner, right? Everybody's saying, but no, with shares, it's so small, and you don't really mean to buy, and you don't have much of a day, so it doesn't really count. So now that you have a large amount, you still didn't really buy any merchandise. So you have a day now, like, why did that change? It's a little hard to understand how that changes all of a sudden. Is it a shutvis or is it not a shutvis? So why, just because I have more of something doesn't make me more of an owner. It's a quant. So the chiddush is not just a quantity; it's a quality, right? When I own one share, I own one share. When I own a million shares, it's not just I own a million times one, right? In quantity, now I become more of a bailus somehow. That it's a problem. So Ramosh is here not saying it's not a shutvis, but he's not saying it's a full shutvis. Depends on the situation. So that's. Uh, 
you know, and the truth is, the, the minig is like Ramayisha, like in Chametz, for example, Chametz for Pesach. Now, even though we do write in the Shtar of Chametz that we're selling, we tell to the guy, people who have shares in, in companies that, uh, you know, that, that deal with Chametz, that we're selling that to the guy as well. We do say that. But at the same time, Negei HaChashabbos and Dvar Masurim, you know, uh, let's say you have a shares in uh, Burger King, right, Surah Hanah, things like that. Now, if the, now the, this, I, I once heard from Rav Yashiv, Zechariah Nelebracha, Rav Yashiv has a time, Talmud, a big Talmud, his name is Menachem Eisenstein. Menachem Eisenstein is David Greenberger's uncle. He's married to a Greenberger, to Benyam Greenberger's sister. And um, he lives in Maladafne, he's Rabbi Yash's biggest Talmidim. And uh, he was once here visiting, he was once here for Chasana in America, and he came to visit for a half a day to visit Mr. old Mr. Greenberger, Allah Vashalom, and Yaman's father was, I think, in the hospital at the time. So he came to visit him, and um, he came, walked into the Kailo for Mincha. I knew who he was from Eretz Yisrael, and my Shver's very close friends with him, and we're also, my wife is invited to cousins with the Greenbergers, and when they say a little close, so I went to shuls with him, and no one, even Rabbi Hirschfeld didn't know who he was. I told him afterwards, Nachem Eisenstein was here. Now there's another Nachem Eisenstein, who is Malkiel Hefter's brother-in-law, who was a Bershkail in Boston, and he said to me, you sure it, was, it wasn't the one from Boston? I said, I said Rabbi Hirschfeld, I know who he is. <laughs> Anyways, I was learning with Rabbi Gerson, and we were learning Hilstvilis Kalim, and he told us the Chish from Rabbi Yashiv that Rabbi Yashiv held that if you have shares in a company, so you're a Pasha to partner. So that means to say, he says, that if there's Jews who have shares in any company that produces any type of food utensils, so it's not so Pasha that it needs Tefillah. Right? Because if you buy from a guy, you need Tefillah. If you buy from a Jew, you don't need Tefillah. What if a Jew is a partner? So I think he said, I got to remember this exactly, it was based on a shach in the Yardaya. I think he said, according to a shach, Rabbi Yashiv held, that you should be tayvul always without a bracha, or something like that. Anytime there's any type of suffolk. Something along those lines. So there's where you see, like a Jew, Jewish partner makes a difference the other way, about being, you have to be tayvul because of the guys, but maybe the bracha you shouldn't make. I'm not passing halacha lemaitza, it's like a chiddush or Yashiv, based on this, this same idea. So, anyways, that's it. That's we've now introduced the concept of a, a corporation, and we see there's it's it's hard, you know it's it's not so simple to understand when it comes to when it comes to ribis with Jewish owned banks, right? Um, used to be Ohio Savings used to be owned by the Goldberg family. Now they're not anymore. And they actually worked out a hatteriska with them for savings accounts and for mortgages and things like that. And so some, basically it ends up, some hold corporations are independent entity. You could lend with Ribis, you could borrow with Ribis. Um, some holds, they're nothing like Vosner, and you can't do any of those things. Some hold, they're a middle Madrega. You could, like the Marshag said, you could lend to them, but you can't borrow from them. And Reb Moshe has such a chilek as well in Hilchas Ribis. Now Hilchas Ribis is a do- drop different because by Hilchas Ribis, the halacha is Ribis has to go miloiva lamalva. There has to be a direct connection between the loiva and the malva. It's not only Tully and Jewish and not Jewish. If you don't go directly, that might be different. And therefore, um, therefore, Ribis might have its own twist when it comes to corporations and how you look at them. Even if it's not recognized independent for other Yisurim, it might still be okay um, for, for Ribis. And that's why also 
you find this chilek of being able to lend to them, but now borrow from them, because in Uchus Ribis, those little nuances make a difference. Okay, Adcon Corporations. Let's just introduce the next concept, which is also an interesting concept, and that is a forced um, partnership. And the basic idea is that there are certain times when you have communal needs and areas that automatically everyone becomes forced partners. For example, over here on page 21, the Gemara Baba Basra says, the Mishnah says, that if you have people who live in a, in a chatzar, you could force everyone to pay for the Beit Shar, or the door, um, or the wall of the city, and things like that. Now, why are you allowed to force them? Because the fact is, since we share a common area, and this is a need, this is a responsibility that the shared area needs, it's Kilo, we're all partners. And if we're all partners, we have to take part in the expenses of the partnership. Well, I didn't sign up for that. Well, you did. Because being part of this chutzer, when you move in, means we're going to share the expenses. If we need a door, we're all going to pay for the door. We're partners in the door. And you can't say, oh, I don't want a door, right? No, we need a door. It needs a door. You're benefiting from that door. You're automatically a partner in this endeavor, and you have to pay for it. So the question is, so well, anyway, see that we see it goes back to the other thing. In other words, in other words, do are we mechadish our own sibur or not? In other words, sibur usually means all of Klal Yisrael, right? In, in halachas like of hektish and things like that, a mincha, karma mincha you bring is because it's for every person in Klal Yisrael. If it's just for one shevet or for one family, one area, that's the chayr shutfin. If you're not at Sibur, you're Shutfim. So, to be, you have to then would be able to have to find the idea. Now, again, even if there's a Sibur, but it's still the concept of Shutfis. Before we were talking about Sibur, because there was a, a difference between a Sibur and a Shutfis, right? If they're considered partners with Allah, the partners. But over here, to make the guy pay, it doesn't really make a difference. Like the Maxis HaShekel, right? The, let's say we're talking about, uh, you know, Shkalim, right? Maxis HaShekel. It doesn't make us all partners in the carbon of Sibur. What happens if my Max Shekel comes after we brought the carbon? Right? It's a Sibur dicker carbon. It's bro- Everyone has a share by donating the Max Shekel. Whether your Max Shekel ever goes to a carbon, it might not. Well, all the leftover Shkalim from last fiscal year go to other stuff. Right? It's not that's the, the, the Sibur, but it, the carbonists are for the entire Sibur. But over here the question is just about forcing him to pay for it. That's an automatic forced partnership. He didn't sign up for it. He did sign up for it because he's being nana. And the same thing if you look on page 22, the Gemara over there talks about sewer systems and irrigation systems. And it talks about the, the, there's a, if there's a stoppage, there's a blockage in the irrigation system. So, you know, sometimes it's blocked in the middle. So the people on the top are still doing okay because their water's flowing. The people on the, once it gets the blockage and goes off somewhere else, the bottom people aren't getting it, right? So the the bottom people they they need it cleared out. The top people in that situation could say, well, you know, I don't need it. I, I'm not even benefiting from it, right? But um, let's say it's blocked at the top, right? And the top people are are all blocked. Well, the bottom people are also blocked. So everybody has to share in it. And if you look, then. If you look, and there's another case here with another type of, uh, of uh, irrigation system. So if you look on page 23, um, this is the Nesivas. He just is Magdir, all these Gemaras. 
And we'll just see a few lines, and he says over there where it starts by the gray, Two people aren't partners. We didn't become partners. If there's something that's necessary for both of them. And one of them says, listen, I don't want to do it. You want to do it, you do it. No, if it's necessary really for both of them, and they both benefit from, from it, he could force him to do it. People in a city could force everyone to build a wall. Towards a war effort, I think. So anybody who is in a suffix of maybe they'll get me in trouble, they all have to donate to the war effort. Um, and if you skip down three lines in the middle of the line, he writes, Alma, the Chol Dover Hamukroch Lishneim, the Efsher Loecha Lusakin Atzmoi Atshi Yisukin Gamkin Chelik Hoacher. If it's something necessary for both of us, and when I fix it, you're going to get Hana that it's fixed too. Mechuyav Hoacher Liten Chelkai. If you're not going to get Hana from it, that's a different story. But if you're going to benefit from it, so then I can force you to do it. So this is like a shared partnership. This is you have communal areas is a shared is a uh, is a shared partnership. So that's another type of partnership. Condor or co-op. Right. We have different families. That, there I think there's a legal the contract that's legally right. There's a homeowners association, and that's what in in Israel they have. It's called varabais. Every in every building you have to pay money towards. Usually is one person memuna either by the month or by the year to take care of all the problems and the fix the elevator, fix the light. Everybody gives money towards it, monthly money towards it, and then he's in charge or someone's in charge of fixing it. And they have to, and they could force them to do it. They can say, well, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want the elevator fixed. You know, you fix it and I'll be happy to be benefit. It doesn't work that way. You've got to be forced in. You know, it's automatic. What if the guy says, I'm not going to use the doctor? So, but if it's automatic, no, it's automatic, no. L'chaira, I would think so. I, okay, you might have to figure out exactly which case, but yeah. Well, what about if it's like ten people living in the chaser and five people say we live on the door? So, so that's already halachas in what is? So that's already halachas in Shulchan Okay, but that so that's the question. Yeah. If it's set up in a way that it goes by a majority, right. so then that's set up that way. If not, you'll default to the halacha, and you have to look in the halacha. In certain instances, the halacha says you can force them to to uh, to to build a wall or or not force them to build a wall. It depends really, you know, what the what the. Um, what the situation is and what exactly is the case. Is it something that's normal? Is it something that's extra? Do they need extra security now? Is it some because just some people are just, you know, overly nervous? So why who says they could force? Now these are big halachas in you know in Eretz Israel. This is a very common DNA Tyra, these types of things. Everyone lives on top of each other and they need certain things and then they say, Well I don't need it. You do need it. This is a lot of, you know, when you could force and when you could um, you cannot force. Just, uh, you know, for your own reading, if you look on page 24 and 25, we'll end this. This is from Rav Ezra Batsri, um, Shlita, I'm not sure who he is, but someone in Israel. And um, he's trying to figure out if a, every municipality and every democratic governor, government, he's talking about Eretz Israel, specifically in the Knesset, are, are we all partners? When you're in a democracy, are you all partners? And he says, he, he, he says, um, he says, um, he's trying to figure out, and he's, it's, it's interesting why, because 
trying to figure out if you can make a guy, I guess, on the on, in part of the government. If it has to do with halachas of in in halach of srara of giving uh, um, leadership positions to of to to goyim, which we as Jews we take the for ourselves we take Jews, you know, like there's the concept we had in uh, in uh, Hilchas Beis Zion Tuve Ho'ir. There's seven representatives who make all the decisions for everyone. So what is a government? Is is it a halachic entity or is it just a bunch of you know partners who? chose representatives. So he says, it's he, just his lush, and if you look at Mamash at the bottom two lines, we'll have very strange halachas. He says, for example, uh, you can't force someone to be a shutif. So he goes to the next page. He says, let's say a guy says, I don't want to be, any, I don't want to be part of this country anymore. Right? You can't force me to go to the army. You can't force me to pay taxes. Right? He says, I'm not here. A shutif can back out. So if you look, uh, get to the end of that paragraph, the third last line, veins the ella absurd. Veins the absurd. It can't be. So <laughs> that's the word absurd, a real, uh, a real uh, Hebrew word. Um, so just like you know, so here again, trying to figure out in modern day concepts how that fits into halacha. Um, it's just an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, thing. Okay, we will continue Bez Hashem next week. Sure. <laughs>